When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, today's episode will be the return of my Ramblings and Musings episodes, or my Ramblings and Musings with Lola episodes, or Lola's Ramblings and Musings episodes. I am so excited to be recording this because I have a lot to catch you all up on. And when I say a lot, I have a lot. I'm taking it back to Yumi Sales too in this episode. That's how much we got to cover. So definitely buckle up. This will be a long episode, but if you know anything about my ramblings and musings episodes, you know I like it to be very free-flowing. I am just talking. I'm just, just, I don't really have a plan. Well, actually I do. I'm lying. I do actually have a plan to have all the dramas that I am going to be talking about today kind of written down in front of me. And then I also kind of, I put them in categories because I wanted to just like know what I was talking about when I got to that drama. So they are in categories, but that's the most organization I did for this episode. Everything else is just going to be me just off the top of the dome, just talking about these dramas. So I will go ahead and give you my categories so that you'll know what to expect in this episode. And like I said, we're taking it back to dramas like Yumi Sales too. So this is going to be covering a lot of different bases. So these are the categories that I will be kind of going over or lumping a lot of the dramas in today. And so just so you know, there's no repeats in these categories. So it's that many dramas that we're going to be talking about. So definitely a long episode. Spoilers. I'm going to already go ahead and give spoiler alert. I will be spoiling any and all things. I'm just talking. So I cannot tell you if I'm going to remember not to spoil anything. Um, I'm going to give trigger warning right now because some of the dramas that I'm going to be discussing do deal with some pretty heavy topics. Um, things like uh, sexual assault, um, suicide, there's a lot of those type of, you know, heavy things. And so I don't want to bring them up without letting you guys know, hey, this type of thing, these type of things may be discussed in this episode. So, and I'm going to try my best to be a little bit better with that because I am starting to recognize that I too do enjoy um, a good morning um, going into some of these things because you just, you never know what's going to, you know, trigger any kind of thing for you. So definitely want to do my best to try to protect my listeners as much as possible. So I'll try my darndest. Um, and again, I'm just going to be f- just freehand off the top of the dome talking about these dramas. So again, if I'm messing up any kind of very minute detail about an episode or um, something in the drama that happened in the drama, forgive me. Again, I'm taking it way back to 
a month ago. So <laughs> I'm not going to remember everything, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so let me go ahead and give you my categories. So I will be doing a, um, one of my categories. My first one is going to be dramas. I finished most recently and actually never came back to. So I want to chat about them. So that's one category. And then my other category I have is dramas. I'm currently watching and just some general feelings I have on them now that I'm pretty far into them, maybe around midpoint. And then I also have dramas I dropped and I asked you all the question of, should I return to them? Because I don't know, maybe you finished them and you really, really enjoyed it and you think it was worth it and I need to try again. So I'm going to give you those dramas and you guys give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. And then I also have lastly dramas. I still really want to watch. <laughs> so I haven't watched them yet. Haven't started them yet, but they're on my list. And I just am like, oh my gosh, I want to watch these. So that is going to be my final category. So these are the things, the topics that we're going to be discussing today. And from the beginning, I definitely want to start with dramas I finished most recently and I never came back to chat about. Okay, that is, a, that is the full name of the category. So first things first, I definitely wanted to talk really quickly about Insider. I And I know not many people watch this drama. So if you did not watch this drama and you had no desire to watch this drama, you don't even know what this drama is. I completely understand. Trust me, I understand. But I did want to talk about Insider because it was 16 episodes worth of my time. And I think I have every right to talk about it because I stuck that one out. I do not regret watching it at the end of it all. But I will also say that it was a tough one to get through. There was, there, it was so much confusion within this drama that it was too many players, too many characters. It was all over the place um, at points. And then towards the end, it's, it kind of, you know, recollected itself and kind of finished where it needed to finish. It also set itself up for a part, you know, a season two, which I was also annoyed by because if you know me and K-dramas and season twos, you know, I am not a big fan of that. That is very new school for K-drama. And I purposely think when I was getting into K-dramas years ago, that was one of the selling points for me that it finished in like one season and it was just 16, 20 episodes, 24 episodes, and we were done. We were out of there, never to return again. I enjoyed that. Um, I didn't want any of that kind of westernized American tele television series things where you're sticking around for season after season after season. Because a lot of times in those cases with season after season after season, I just feel like you give yourself too much space to mess up up for me and I don't want to give you that flexibility. I, I don't want to give you that much power over me. Okay. So I like my K-drama short and sweet and to the point. All right. So when they set up, when I saw they were setting up where it could go into a season two, I was just like, oh yeah, I will not <laughs> be back for that. Um, they will have to really turn things around for me. But the, the problem that I had with Insider specifically and I, I want to compare it to Big Mouth, but I'm not going to do that yet till I talk about Big Mouth. And I noticed the problem with Insider, the, the real problem I had with it while watching Big Mouth. So the thing that I really did not appreciate about Insider um, was that it actually, um, it was telling, it told too many stories in one you know, in 16 episodes, we started out in the prison. We, we found out why he got into the prison. Um, we found out 
you know, and, and they got me really invested in him in the prison setup. They got me really invested in kind of his journey into gambling in the prison setup. And I was really invested, really enjoying that, like the players and the characters that they had in that. And then all of a sudden he was out of the prison and there was a whole nother plot that started. And it was like, okay, so what happened to the gambling? You know, what happened to all that good stuff? We never returned. So I just feel like they picked up, they started with a lot of good stuff and then dropped it along the way. And whenever that happens, it's just like, you're doing too much. Try again next time for me, at least. So that was my big problem with Insider. And again, I'll compare that to Big Mouth when I get to Big Mouth, but definitely one of my main issues. But I will say that I enjoy seeing um, Kang Hanul in a, a drama again. I've missed him. He is one of my faves. So I just really, really, really enjoyed seeing him. So I was very, I think that was the real reason why I held my first, you know, throughout the, this drama all the way to the end. I think just so I can see him. Um, he did amazing. Like I said, the story would have been good had they pared it down. Like the drama would have done so much better had they just pared it down some. And I don't know why they didn't do that, why they chose not to do that, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. But that is kind of just my thoughts. I wanted to let anyone know who may have also watched Insider or who was thinking about Insider. Would I, you know, definitely recommend it? No, no, I wouldn't. I'm gonna be honest, I would not. It was a struggle to get through. But I, you know, glad I watched it. Glad I supported Hanul. That's all that I, that's all I got from that. I'm sorry. That's all I got. Um, So now the next drama I would like to talk about. I don't, do I want to talk about this drama? Yes, I do. Okay. I want to talk about Yumi. Yumi Sales 2 Season 2. Yumi Sales Season 2, not Yumi Sales 2, but you know what I mean. So if you know anything about me and Yumi Sales from last year, it was definitely one of the top dramas um, of the year for me. I felt head over heels for Yumi and her her and her boys. Um, I loved every single moment of Yumi's sales last year. I loved every single moment. I did not put it as my, you know, top drama, my favorite drama of the year, because to me, the story was incomplete. Like I said, they set it up for the next season. So I was like, I can't really put it there because I don't know where the story is going to go and what's going to happen to it. Um, And I, and it felt incomplete at the end there. Um, I would not have wanted them to stop at that point. So I was just like, I can't do that. And then of course I was, you know, so excited about season two because for once I was like, this has to have a season two and I love the drama so far. So I think it's going to do right by me in season two. I'm also someone who has not read the web comment and that is just, just never have. Um, and once I started watching the drama, I also was not motivated to read it because I didn't want to spoil what was going to happen or what happens to Yumi. So it was fun watching Yumi sales without knowing the original story and what actually takes place and what happens with Yumi. I'm going to be honest. I liked watching it that way. Um, I just did. And that <laughs> may have hurt me <laughs> at some point because it was in season two when we got to the point where our lovely you, Bobby, her second love interest, um, played by the magnificent and the, my crush of last year, um, Jin Young, he, when our you, Bobby starts to, you know, 
I don't know how you would explain this, but he kind of starts to, I don't know. I don't want to say catch feelings, but he was, he was, he was, he was feeling something for someone that wasn't Yumi and it broke my heart. It broke my heart because you, Bobby is written out to be just the perfect boyfriend material kind of character. I mean, he's a little too perfect, obviously, but you know, that point it was like, okay, we're giving him a little bit of edge. He trying, he's trying to, you know, his eyes are wandering. You Bobby's eyes are wandering. I was taken aback. Um, and had I, you know, read the web comment or knew what was going to happen in the web comment, I would have been expecting that. For some reason, I was under the impression, because again, I'm just going with the flow. I'm a very go with the flow kind of gal. So I was having no issues going with the flow, just trusting their relationship, seeing where their relationship was going to go. I did not really know that there was supposed to be someone after you, Bobby. (laughs) So to me, when this happened, I was like, oh no, what are we going to do with Bobby? Because I don't know if there's any way to come back from this. If he's, you know, eyes are wandering to some little young thing. I don't think I can handle this. So I, I was heartbroken. I had to take like maybe two weeks break from Ubisoft before I could get back into it because I was actually heartbroken. And so, I mean, I felt like I was experiencing like the, the, the hurt of Yumi with the whole Bobby situation. I physically felt in pain. And if you know anything about what I said about Yumi Cells the first season, I, so Yumi, I related, she hit too close to home for me. So it was just like, I got really connected to her, really invested in her life and her love story and her goals and her dreams. And so seeing that happen, I felt like I was experiencing a little breakup myself. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was rough. It was rough. That's why you got to be careful watching these things, you know, and, and connecting with characters and stuff. You got to be careful. Cause I was, I was heartbroken. Um, so it took me a minute to get back to finishing Yumi Sales because I didn't know how I was going to watch this show, um, knowing that you, Bobby, had messed up. And then I, because I was so heartbroken, and I was almost convinced not to continue watching it. So I did what I'd never do. And I went and I read about the webcomic to see what happens in the end. So I read ahead and I was like, oh, okay. You Bobby is not in game. Got it. Wonderful. Thanks for letting me know. Um, because that gave me a little bit of peace, not peace of mind, but it helped me realize like, okay, got to accept it. You Bobby's not in game. Let's go back. You can finish Yumi Sales. Okay. You can do it. So I ended up finishing Yumi Sales. And after watching it, I just have to say that I think Yumi Sales as a drama with these two seasons you know, I don't know what they would do if there's a season three that they really are going to be able to shoot and things like that. Obviously, it is set up to finish telling the story in season three, in a season three, but we don't, I don't know. Um, but with the two seasons that we have with Yumi Sales, I have to say for me, Yumi Sales is a actual masterpiece. I know that sounds dramatic, but Yumi Sales is a masterpiece of a story for me. It is just something that I don't think I have gotten in a long time from K-drama and I don't even think it has anything to do with the K-drama I mean it does but as far as the original story this is the original story that's in the webcomic and that must be just that good because the drama itself to me is just a little masterpiece it's an actual little masterpiece I would recommend Yumi Sells to anyone 
to watch. I mean, I would recommend it to my father who's never watched a K-drama in his life. I would recommend it to him. Like that's how perfect I think Yumi Sales is. And this is me stepping outside of what actually happens in the story as far as the things that broke my heart, things that I did not like so much as far as like her and you Bobby's whole storyline, like oh, I'm heartbroken. But you know, outside of that, I can step back and say, the elements that make up Yumi Sales, it's just too perfect not for other people to experience. Like, I think it, everyone should watch Yumi Sales. I think everybody should watch Yumi Sales. I think this is another classic case for me this year of slice of life dramas for the win. A, another example, because if you know, my top two dramas right now are, um, I was about to say, okay, it's 25, 20, 21, as well as my... <laughs> I'm getting, I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. No, but 2521 and my liberation notes. So if you know, I went into a big spill about my liberate in my liberation notes, final impressions. I kind of went in about the slice of life genre and how that's my favorite and how I love it so much. And when it's done well, it's done well. And that's definitely my case with my liberation notes. It's definitely the top drama of the year. And it was like slice of life dramas for the win. Um, but I also felt that way with Yumi sales. And I felt that way last year, but I also felt about this season too. It's just the way you, the way that slice of life is portrayed in this drama is just so, I know, I'm not going to say the word because everybody's like, don't, why am I getting tired of dramas being relatable? But it's so relatable. <laughs> Um, but what I think I love about Yumi Cells, especially season two, is like the meta-ness of it because Yumi, we know she becomes a writer after, you know, not not being a writer um, and working in a company and just kind of doing her day-to-day job. But then you Bobby kind of comes in and kind of sees her writing and kind of pulls her into that. And then we see her progress into this amazing writer by the end of season two. And that kind of meta-ness and the end of season two with her, you know, writing and trying to get to the ending of her book, of her novel, and then us being right at the end of Yumi Sales, you're like, how is it going to end? And she's like, I don't know how it's going to end. So I love that kind of experience. But I also like that the drama does an amazing job of putting names and giving personality to feelings and emotions and moments that everyone experiences. Like there's just so much layers to existing. And I felt like Yumi Sales gives you names for those layers and those those moments and those experiences. And I just love having a name for it. Like for example, you know, giving a personality to the, you know, certain things like um, endorphin and like endorphin when you see it in the drama is um, it's a superstar. It's like a, a rock star, you know, is a K-pop star. You know, it's like that is so cool that to think about endorphin and that kind of way. I, and I think they do that with all of the different um, sales that we meet in Yumi Sales. I think it's just genius. And it's so nice to have names to things or personalities for things because it helps you kind of look at those moments for yourself inwardly and I like when dramas do that so I'm just a sucker for it such a sucker for it and I also like that we got to see sales um, and other characters so you Bobby you know I, I like that we got to see that as well and just the way it was in season um, season one but at the end of the day I think that's the magic that is Yumi sales I think that's what I consider it a masterpiece I think it's just 
it's just too many great like elements that are in this one drama you can't help but say like that is so well done that is so well written that is genius that's how I feel when I watch Ubisoft and it's hilarious it's so freaking funny like come on so just masterpiece was I happy with the way that things kind of turned out with you know some of the situations in it no not really but from out you know stepping out of that I just had to say like it's a masterpiece I think it's a little masterpiece um and I would recommend it to anyone so definitely had to talk about UB sales too because I know I was such a cheerleader for it and I still am cheering for it I still will recommend it to anyone and their mama I love Yumi sales I love it I love it I love it I would also love a season three for some reason I love watching Yumi fall in love I love seeing her you know end up with all these guys she collected like Pokemon I'm loving seeing it um I love it I can't help it. I love it. So that's my little thoughts on Yumi Sales 2. I'm glad I got a chance to kind of say something about it because I feel like I've been really quiet about it. Um, And I don't know. And it wasn't on purpose, but I feel like there were so many other things that came up. And I didn't feel like as many people were as into Yumi Sales this season two as they were season one. And I don't know if they were just still heartbroken about her and Wunga. (laughs) (laughs) and didn't want to move on from him. And maybe that was where they were with that, uh, which I completely understand because I I feel some kind of way about her and not being with you, Bobby. (laughs) But yeah, I think Yumi Sales is genius. I think it's beautiful writing and I would love a season three. I really, I really would. So uh, quickly, I'm going to talk about my next drama here that I finished and I didn't talk about extensively. So I thought I would just give it its little moment here. And that would be Link, Eat, Love, Kill. So I'm pretty sure not many people watched this one. I'm like, I don't know who watched it, but I want to talk about it anyway. Um, Link, Eat, Love, Kill um, was with my love of my life, Yojin Gu um, and a moon um, guy young and they were absolutely amazing absolutely amazing in this drama i don't think people understand like their performances were top tier um so good but what surprised me most about this drama was that it was extremely dark like it was extremely dark we're talking about um the murder of young a young girl we're talking about you know sexual assault you know, killing of women because, you know, who's been abused in a, you know, horrible kind of relationship situation. Like it was brutal. It was brutal, brutal, brutal. Had I known that, I don't know if I really would have jumped into it the way that I did. But once I had got into it, I had, it. they set it up as a mystery. So we didn't know, you know, it was like we were trying to find out what happened to um, the character's, you know, twin sister when she was younger. Obviously, it's 20 years later, I believe, and you can only assume that the the young girl has died. But there's this, still this kind of hope that you're kind of holding on to with the character that there may be a chance that she's still alive somewhere. Um, but it kind of starts to spiral into this mystery of like who, you know, what happened to her. And, you know, if not only what happened to her, if she did was killed, who killed her? You know, that kind of thing. So we basically... You know, I at least was invested in the the mystery of finding out what happened, who did it kind of situation. But I will say that about midway into this drama, I did start getting very frustrated because 
we are in a mystery. We are trying to find things out. But each time I would think we would get closer to finding something else out, it would just be like another kind of like left turn. Like we're not, we're going in a circle. Like we were never going in the right direction even when they would set it up like, oh, we're going on the right direction now. It's like, oh, actually, nope, we're making another left. And that was so frustrating. I was like, okay, come on. By episode, you know, 11, I was like, okay, come on. Episode 12, like, okay, come on. Like we need to be bringing it on home. We're almost at episode 16. So it was very frustrating right there in the middle of that drama where it's like, come on, you got to give me a little bit more. You're not giving me any any resolution for this mystery. You're not giving me any, any, you're not answering any of the questions I have about this mystery. Please give me some answers. And they did give those answers, but it felt very much right at the end of the drama, like the last two episodes, like, okay, here's all those answers you needed. Boom, 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 boom. And I didn't like that. I did not, I did not like that. I'm just going to admit, I did not like that. Um, And that was to me, poor storytelling because I feel like there was a way for them to give answers for a lot of those big questions um, a little bit sooner or like at least answers that will lead up to the big answer. They weren't even giving us little nuggets, little, little pieces. Like they were just kind of like, nope, you don't get anything. You don't get anything. Last episode, here's the answer. And that was frustrating. Sorry. Um, they could have did better than that. But I will say the kind of the way that what the story actually addresses, like the kind of this, you know, this murder of a young child, um, you know, sexual assault, stalking and things like that. Like those are, like I said, very heavy topics that I don't really see very often in, you know, addressed in dramas. So I thought they did a good job showcasing that stuff. Um, not so much, you know, the, the sadness of killing a young child. Not that now, no, not that. But as far as like the the um, the assault and the stalking and, and things like that, like I thought they did that really well because um, they made it feel very serious. Like it, they didn't make it feel like, oh, you know, she's just making things up. Oh, she's just, you know, they didn't take it too lightly. Like they made it very traumatic. They, for the, for our main character, they made her, you made us feel like this is serious. Like this is scary. This is terrifying. And that's what I was nervous. They weren't going to do. I thought they were going to kind of make it a little lightheartedness. Like, Oh, he's just stalking her. Like, no, it was life or death with her and this guy. And I thought they did that well because it was serious and it and any of those type of cases are serious and and I like that the people in her life made sure to take it serious as well so just really good setup um and then one thing I was a little not disturbed by but the little girl who's actually um playing um the main character young Jungu's character's young sister who you know is who's dies as a who's murdered as a child she also played in the killer shopping list this year and that um was a little scary to me not scary but like sad to me because that drama also dealt with a murder mystery and was really heavy and there was like abuse involved with the little girl and so I just was a little concerned that she had played so many dramas like that and back to back I was a little a little scary that was I was like come on now give her a break give her something lighthearted and fun um so I didn't like that and I don't know kind of the mo the mean the motive for doing that or allowing that to happen but I would I would want more I would want something 
to break that up. If it was my my child actor, like I would want my child not to be back to back murder mysteries where the child itself is the one involved in these murders, like specifically or being abused. Like, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to have to break that up. So I'm hoping she's getting some good kind of, you know, care as far as like mental health um, goes, but definitely still an amazing kind of drama as in in terms of what it was dealing with I thought they did a really good job but I do feel like it it got a little sloppy in the middle there but they cleaned it up of course right at the end so either way I would recommend it um because I think they did a good job with this type of story that they told. There were some lighthearted, funny moments, of course. Um, and the the relationship between our two lead characters, um, played by Jungu and Ga Young, were was a was adorable. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So I really liked their relationship in general. Um, so they set that up very well. But but mostly, you know, it's pretty heavy. It's pretty serious. That that romance isn't really the key to the I mean isn't the biggest you know the selling point if you're not ready to handle some of those kind of heavy topics it probably wouldn't be for you but I think they did a good job and I would recommend it but you know not for everyone if that makes sense (laughs) if that makes sense um but yeah so that's my little kind of touch point on link eat love kill I did want to give it some of I just want to talk about it a little bit um because I watched it and I I thought it it deserved me just, you know, chatting about it. All right. So the next one on my list, and again, we're still in the same category of dramas I most recently finished and never came back to chat about. So bear with me. Uh, We're almost done with this list. So next on that is Jinx at First. Okay. So this one is another one. Um, I think it was based off a webcomic. there, those web comics, those webtoon adaptations are taking over the game. But you know, yay for the the original artist. So, but Jinx at first, <laughs> I don't know what the web comic gives. I have no idea. But um, the first half of the drama was really, really good, really, really cute. I was really into it. Second half. No, just no. It was just a no. Sorry. I don't even know how else to explain it. I mean, it's almost like Insider where it was like, you you hooked me with this 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 first half of the story. Like, you got me. I was there. I love this. But then you introduce this second half that is a new part of the story, but just isn't as good as the first part. Um, and I'm not interested anymore. And, you know, it just wasn't there. Some of the acting was questionable. I was a little surprised, but some of the acting was questionable. Um, I'm not going to call out any names. I don't want to be that person today. But let's just just say that. Let's just say that. Um, (laughs) I'm being so messy, but I'm not going to name no names. Um, If I see it again. I'm gonna call them out, but right now I'm not gonna say any names. So the, the acting was questionable. Um, there was, it was for me, it felt like it was trying to give um, Dolly and the Cocky Prince with some of the kind of old school elements. Um, and I think this this webtoon is like from like 2016 or something like that. So I think they had like some of those elements with like the the Dolly and the Cocky Prince where there was some really funny over the top kind of moments that were supposed to be, you know, like 
slapstick and hilarious and like you know these characters are full of life and they're you know they're loud and and funny and silly like those elements just like Dolly and the Cocky Prince however Dolly and Cocky Prince is a masterpiece as well so I don't want to I don't want to compare it but I see I saw that similar elements though uh, in there but the problem with it was that the story itself wasn't to me cohesive like I said I felt like there was two different stories they started telling by the second half of the drama and in that second half it was convoluted it got a little messy it was it was really dramatic. It got really, really dramatic for no reason. It was like, okay, calm down. You know, like it's not that serious. Um, and so it just really lost me. It really, really lost me. Um, and then the ending, I don't even know what that final episode was. I'm gonna be like, it was, it was not that good. But I will say that I thought that the Subi character in the first half of the drama mostly uh, was just so adorable, so cute, and I liked her relationship with um, um, In Wu's character, um, Su Guang or Myung Sung. He went by a couple different names in the drama, but I kind of liked their relationship. I thought they were really adorable. But then again, like I said, that second half, like. I didn't care. I wasn't buying it anymore. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they lost me. So I would not really recommend this drama. Um, the first couple, you know, first half of the drama, yes, I would have totally recommended. But by the second half, you lose interest. It's just not as exciting. It's just not as funny. It's just, it looks like they're dragging out a plot that they didn't really flesh out properly. Um, and I just wasn't, I wasn't a fan sorry (laughs) sorry not sorry (laughs) sorry not sorry um but yeah so I'm gonna let that go I'm gonna let it go I'm gonna let it go um just say I want to talk about it because I made it through all 60 episodes I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to say something about it um I really really wish that they I know they were based it was based off of a webtoon but I feel like sometimes webtoons are very long like what's the word like they're very um they've gone on and on for years, right? So the story is just there. Like there's so much story. And for Jinx at first, they were trying to tell that entire web series into, you know, 16 episodes. And I don't think they had the space or the room to do that. So I feel like they really probably should have told just the first half of that drama, uh, of that webtoon in this, in the drama, because it just wasn't, it just wasn't enough time for all the different things that this original story you can tell had in it so I just you know that sucks but so I mean it it sucks but at the end of the day you know I'm glad I watched it because I'm always glad when I watch something and finish it but that that second half just wasn't it wasn't it um so Hyun was adorable. That's one of my main points that I'll take away. One of my main takeaways, adorable. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's all I'm going to say about drinks at first. Don't have much more. Sorry, don't have much more. And don't ask me who the actor is that I had the most problem with the actor. Don't ask me no questions. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell unless I see it again. If I see it again, we're going we gonna to have a problem. But until then. So now we're almost at the end of my category of dramas I finished most recently and never came back to chat about. Um, This is the last one I'm going to talk about. And it is, of course, the most recent drama that I just finished, Extraordinary Attorney Wu. So I... (laughs) 
decided to give put extraordinary attorney Wu into this episode instead of making a, a final impressions episode about it because I was very nervous to even put out my first impressions of extraordinary attorney Wu and I knew it when I was putting it out that there was going to be a lot of backlash for the for the drama despite the fact that it was it's so well beloved at the same time and I think the backlash is valid because it's coming from the community that the drama is supposed to be representing so I think it's absolutely valid and I just knew it was I my perspective was coming from someone who was not from that community and would be looking at it with like you know heart eyes and couldn't see any wrong with it that was my first impressions of extraordinary attorney Wu. heart eyes loved it to pieces it could do no wrong of course as time has gone by the drama has finished you know I have seen multiple um you know multiple people in the community that extraordinary attorney Wu again is representing have a lot of things to say about it that reveal that they're not happy with the drama and the portrayal um, of people with autism. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep my mouth closed over here. (laughs) I'm just gonna tell it like 100. You know, because at the end of the day, from the standpoint of the story of the characters, I watched it from beginning to end and I absolutely, absolutely loved the drama. I I fell in love with Wu Young Woo. I thought her and Tao's relationship was just goals. Um, just, I mean, and of everybody talking about Ki Young, um, Kang Ki Young, and how you know he how beautiful he is, and I'm so glad he's getting the recognition he deserves because he's always been giving. Okay, he's always been giving but that's neither here nor there so I you know there was just so much I really really loved about this drama and again I don't want to come from it as a person who's not aware of all of the critiques about it because I am aware of all the critiques so yes I'm not I'm not bringing up the critiques because I don't think I have any right to speak on them because I don't really know that perspective well enough but I will say that there are critiques that are valid and I think you should, you know, if you like this drama, you should still go pay attention to some of those things that were kind of, you know, discussed about the portrayal um, of people with autism in the drama. But at the end of the day, I I really, really enjoyed um, Extraordinary Attorney Wu. I will say there were some things at the end, and if you know me, you know what I'm about to say, that I struggled with that I struggled through and it's the same thing that I always struggle through in dramas or stories and movies you know what it is if you've been listening to me um but when they introduced the kind of situation with um um Young Sook who's Young Woo's kind of mentor and like the senior kind of attorney at her um law firm when they introduced the storyline with him and him being sick I I almost tapped out. I'm going to be honest. That's how, how I am with these type of storylines. Like everyone has those things that when they see it in the, in something that they're enjoying, like a book or a movie or a TV show or a drama, like that is a, a trigger for them. That is not something that they um, can watch something that they can't consume no matter how good 
the story may be that's just something they can't deal with. And I've spoken to multiple people who have, you know, and they've told me like there are different things like, hey, if I see this in a show, I will not watch the entire show if that one thing is in there. And honestly, that's kind of to the point where I am <laughs> with, you know, that situation with Meng Soup, I'm sorry, Young Stok um, and his situation when they, you know, he was sick. That was really, really, really tough for me, even though, you know, the rest of drama, drama they kept it really lighthearted. They kept it very, you know, they didn't go too, too, you know, too sad with it. Um, so there was that, that, that was what allowed me to finish the drama. But I had a moment there. I was like, Hey, come on now. I need a warning for things like this. Like you can't get me that invested into this story, into this drama. And then we're getting four episodes down and for almost four more episodes left to go. And this is what you introduce at this point. Excuse me. Like that was rough. That was rough. And I wish I would have known it. Like if you tell me that's what the drama's going to be about from the beginning, I would know not to start, but you know, they didn't harp on it. That just was another element of his story that they gave him. Um, but the only thing I saw like, one of the issues I had with that, though, it felt alongside some other things that happened in the drama, like they were just things that they were like kitchen sink things. They were throwing everything in that they could to get some kind of um, reaction from the Wu Young Wu characters, like as in like this is let's throw in all these different things that could possibly happen to a person in this one drama to this autistic character to see how they deal with it. And I didn't know if I, if that was wise, I don't know if that was necessary. I felt like, you know, not in 16 episodes, you don't need to throw all that in there. You can give the show a season two if you want, and maybe continue to introduce some of those, those happenings to the character down the road. But I felt like it was a lot in one season. I was like, okay, now you're just throwing too much, (laughs) too much into this story. So I felt like that's what that was. That moment was like, okay, now you're just throwing in one more thing for Wuyong Wong to have to kind of face. And I, you know, of course she faced it just well, you know, just fine. But I did feel like I was a little, I, a little irked by that and I don't know if that was on purpose like I said them trying to put in as much as they could to have you know Wu Young Wu experience all these variety of things that people experience and try to show how she would um, react in those moments I don't know if that's what the plan was but I just feel like it was it was a little too much um, right there at the end but I have to say that those the final episode was so good to me. I don't know. I just was like, this is really, really good. So overall, I really did enjoy Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Yes, again, I'm not coming from the perspective of, you know, the critiques that I saw, but I do think those critiques are valid. Um, but I will say I, I, from a story standpoint, I really, really did enjoy it. And I... I loved, I loved the characters that they crafted in this story. Yes, Wu Young Wu, I loved her character as well. Um, I, I loved it. I just really did. Did I? I think I had a. I, I was a little annoyed with you know our homeboy who was to me you know villain up until the end, like very close, very close to the end. They tried to give him a little bit of um, you know, of a turning point, and I think that again was to set up this story for season two because he didn't turn completely good by the end of the show but there was like a little turn for him there that I think they would probably want to continue to you know pursue in a second season and I've heard that that is on the on the in the talks 
for, you know, that to take place. And, you know, if that's the case, that's good. Um, but I, I don't think it needs a season two, but if they did, I, you know, that would be fine. Um, I think they would need to really, I think, address some other things before they do a season two. Um, but you know, it's set up. It really is set up for a season two. And again, I am just, I'm just, again, solidifying the, you know, the fact that I genuinely enjoy law dramas. Like I did not know I was that much of a law drama fan. I've never really think, I'm trying to think back. Did I really like law movies growing up? I can't even remember, but I want to say that for some reason, law dramas, the last two years, I like, I have finally, you know, admitted that I am absolutely in love with them. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, and I've watched the ones that I don't like, and I know like, I don't like that, but most of the time, like these law dramas get me. So I will say that I really did like the way that they set up the, the law kind of setting in this. And I thought, um, watching like a rookie attorney, you know, and the, like not even just, you know, Wu Young Wu, her, you know, her colleagues too. They were rookie attorneys as well. Just watching them, um, you know, work. I love that. I, I'm, I don't know. It was so good. And I thought the cases, I said when my kind of first impressions of this drama, that the cases could be the, the downfall for the drama if they are redundant or they're just not as interesting. Um, and I was like, that could be the make or break because obviously each episode was like a new case or if it was a continued case, but it was still like, you know, episodic cases and I was nervous about that (laughs) I was nervous about that but I do think they gave great variety in the cases but not too much where it got to um you know you're doing the most um and they were interesting cases the way that um would get to the point where she would have her revelation and and end up solving it you know I always liked those moments and I thought they did a great job of them and yes it's very um you know, that is repetitive. Like, you know, she's going to solve the case. You know, she's going to have this moment of where she solves the case. So that wasn't the focus. I think a lot of the focus was put on her and the different experiences she experienced as, you know, a person who's living South Korea with autism. And I thought, you know, they, they showcase that uh, again, but there are some critiques. <laughs> I'm just acknowledging that. But I did genuinely really, really, really enjoy Extraordinary Attorney Wu. And again, this is from my ignorant perspective of someone who kind of could just enjoy it. And I know there are other people who could not just do that. So I, again, it's not lost on me. It's not lost on me. But I did want to talk about it just so you guys know my final thoughts there. But um, yeah, so that is that category. And that again was my dramas I finished most recently and never came back to chat about. And so this is my moment to talk about them. So that finishes that category. And if you're still with me, um, thank you. Because again, I said this was going to be a long episode, but we're, we're getting through it. We're getting through it. Okay. So next category I have are dramas I'm currently watching and some of my feelings on them right now. Most of these dramas are almost done or they're midpoint. So it's perfect time to actually talk about them because I have real opinions on them. The first one I'm going to talk, talk about, I got to talk about because it is about to end soon. And it's Alchemy of Souls. I have to talk about Alchemy of Souls. So Alchemy is is a 20 episode show and I don't remember it when I did my first impressions re slash recap of the first episode like I don't remember if I knew then that it was gonna be 20 episodes um 
maybe I did, but boy, oh boy, the revelation that it was going to be 20 episodes plus they were like, oh, and we have to do a little part two kind of situation with 10 more episodes because we're not going to finish telling the story and it's going to be in a different perspective. And, and, you know, so is not going to be in it. You know, when all that came out, when the news dropped about that, I was ready to wrap it up. I was ready to wash my hands of alchemy. I was like, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need this in my life. I don't, I don't need this in my life. So I was on the way out. I was on the way out with alchemy, but but <laughs> but I have to say someone's face convinced me <laughs> I'm so ashamed I'm so ashamed because it's showing you how vain I it comes to my K-dramas I mean Jay Wook is beautiful and I can't look away from him when he's on screen and so it was enough to be like you know what let me just watch one more one more one more episode just so I can see his face and then it kept going like that that point and so mid it's just killing the game she's so good like every time I see her and so I'm just like how can you not love her I love her so it's just just like they have the right cast they have the right folks involved and this is such a Hong sisters formula like this is how they get me each time I have watched every single one of their dramas and each time I have I mean not each time there are some that I'm just like why am I watching this and I always look back and it's like they give me they give me chemistry they give me perfect cast chemistry they give just enough in the story that is like keep you wanting a little bit more and keep you coming back for more it's they know what to do they've been doing this they are very skilled and talented at this like this is their skill this is what makes their writing so good they know how to make this work so they got me they got me but the problem with me is again this news of and mind you that news came out that was not that was like midpoint that they were going to have a part two with 10 more episodes and they were going to be following, you know, the Naksu character played by the other actress. Um, And it was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. So what does that mean for the ending of this part, this first part of the story? Like, does that mean that Solman's character, Mudok, or, I mean, she has so many names at this point, but, you know, does that mean that she's not going to be back um, and this, this part two, um, and if she's not going to be back, does that mean she dies at the end of this part one? You know, it was like, I don't know if I want to see that. I don't know if I want to make it to that end. But again, as a, as a Hong sister's sucker that I am, I kept coming back. And now I'm at, you know, episode, what are we, 18? And I'm looking like, oh gosh, I made it to the end. <laughs> How did I make it to the end? And I'm nervous about the end. And I have to say these last two episodes, episode 17 and episode 18 were just, they got me. They got me in again. And it get, and it's not because I think this story itself is spectacular, Again, this is very for much, very much for me with Hong Sisters. It's not the story all the time. It's literally this this bubble of just the right of everything that they create that makes me, you know, stick around and be like, oh my gosh, I can't stop watching this. I can't look away. It's always 
a combination of different things. It's not just a story that they, that I'm suckered into because this story story is quite confusing, quite convoluted. Um, they keep adding people in only to then be like, oh, they're just brought in because we're about to end up killing them. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But they got me with my with our leads. Uh, they got me with our leads. I and they always get me with our leads. That's what that's the problem. They always get me. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. But I had to say the last two episodes, they really got me because they gave us a little bit more, just enough for our leads. So I was like, okay, I gotta see how this ends, right? Um, and I and from ep- that scene in episode 18 when our Mudok but also Naksu character gets the chance to you know have her powers back I love that moment and that led into the 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 kissing that was just like thank you I will take that one to go I mean oh so good so alchemy of souls I it's a rough one um it's a rough one to form will opinions on right now because it's just like I was out the door at one point. And so how did I stay and not actually leave? That's the magic of the Hong sisters. I couldn't even tell you what it was. Well, I just told you what it was. It was my two leads. But the story is not everything. The story is not everything. I wish it could. they could have done a little bit better with that. Or they could have just pared it down. Like I always say, like, if you want to do a 40, 50 episode drama then set that up from the beginning okay set that up from the beginning set it up from the beginning and I don't like when they don't give themselves that like you can Netflix would have paid for that with the Hong sisters they would have paid for a 50 episode I mean would our actors been able to sign on for 50 episodes I don't know but they could have paid for that so I'm just like set yourself up for success because the story they wrote the story that they gave us it cannot be completed in 17 I'm sorry you know 20 episodes and and that I don't know why they could have pared it down so that it could have fit, but you know it sounds like they wanted more and they should have and they knew that from the beginning and they should have did that from the beginning so we could have actors sign on and commit you know ahead of time instead of at the last second be like oh we need ten more episodes like come on guys come on like frustrated but those are my thoughts on alchemy I don't have anything else to say but. But Jay Wook is beautiful, period. Okay, next drama I have to say, I talk about really quickly is Big Mouth. Okay, I just started Big Mouth. Big Mouth is what? Six episodes in. Are we in six episodes already of Big Mouth? Uh, wow. Okay, so I think we've, you know, we're farther along than that. I think we're episode eight. I'm sorry, episode eight of Big Mouth. And boy oh boy we are midpoint we are halfway through and I am completely addicted I'm completely addicted to this drama it is definitely one that's just like go 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 and I'm loving it I'm loving that about it and (laughs) Jung Suki is amazing in it I mean he is just so good in this drama they got him being playing so many different roles in one character and that's what I love about it it's like he's going in and out of these different versions of his character and it's like 
he's doing so good. He's doing so good with it. So that's a, another testament to the amazing actor that he is. Um, I'm not the he, biggest Yuna acting fan, um, as I mentioned in the my kind of like first impressions of Big Mouth, but I still feel like she's not distracting me because I feel like in other drums in the past, when I would watch her, she her her performance would be distracting because I would it, I just wasn't enjoying it but in this case she's actually not distracting me I'm actually like you know actually rocking with her I'm not mad at her in this in this drama so far at all so very impressed by that Yuna I don't know if it's just age over time getting better her experience of acting I don't know but definitely a lot better and I remember the last time I watched her and something. So she's holding her own there. Um, other performances are great. Shout out to uh, the actor who plays um, Jihoon. He's played, um, his the actor's name is um, Young Kwang Won, I believe. He is just so good. I don't know what it is about him, but I ain't crushing on him. I know he's a bad guy. But I'm I'm loving him. I'm absolutely loving him. Um, you know, he was in Vincenzo, so you know, one of my loved him in that too. But either way, loving him. Uh, so performances across the board are just good. Um, who else is 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 holding their own? Oh, who else? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Okay, this was I said spoilers. So Jerry played by um Kwok Dong Yun from also, you know, from Vincenzo last year. He was one of my favorite parts of this drama. He was one of my, the things I was most looking forward to in this drama. And to to get to that episode eight and they apparently killed him off, livid. I was livid, livid. I was like, he was one of the best parts of this drama. How dare you kill him off? He was just getting started. I was so excited when I saw the previews for episode seven and eight and I saw he was going to get a little bit, he was getting pushed to the front, like, you know, to the front um, of the story a little bit. And so I was like, oh my goodness, he's stepping up. His character is coming to play. I'm so excited. And then look what happened. They killed him. They killed him. Is he killed? Is he really dead? I don't know. Because to some degree, the the beauty of this drama, the thing that's so addictive is this, this again, mystery of who in the world is Big Mouse? Who is Big Mouse? That is so, it's so good. Like, I love when a story is like, it captures you and it's like, won't let you go. And it's like, you're going to stay and stick around to finish this because you have to find out who Big Mouse is. So definitely has me hook, line and sinker. I am every single episode like, okay, is he Big Mouse? No. Okay. Is she Big Mouse? Wait, is there even a Big Mouse? Is it a corporation? Like what is Big Mouse? Like I'm loving it. And I'm still, I still want our lead character um Chang Ho to be Big Mouse and it was like all a part of his plan I would love like a big turnaround like that I also would love it if Jerry was Big Mouse but then they killed him and I think they did that so they could throw us off his scent because a lot of us were like oh it's Jerry and I'm like did they pretend you know did he really die you know I don't know I and that's what I like about this drama it's like you don't know you think you get somewhere you're like actually you might be wrong. And I'm like, what? I'm wrong. So I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm enjoying it. I, it's good. It's addictive. I can't, I look forward to each episode each week. So definitely 
one to watch right now yes unfortunately it's on disney plus so i feel like a lot of people are having to watch it illegally or not watch it at all which is so frustrating because a lot of good dramas have been dropping on disney plus yes i'm shocked just like you are i was not expecting disney plus to come with all these good dramas but i've had some hits on there so far and i think big mouth is one of them i think big mouth is definitely one of them so that is big mouth um next i have to talk about really quickly today's webtoon 10 out of 10 one of my favorite dramas that i'm watching right now right alongside big mouth 10 out of 10. I am absolutely in love with Toon. Who would have thought? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not who would have thought. This one is, like I said, it's so much giving you Japanese drama vibes. Like it's definitely, you can tell it's based off of like a Japanese story. It's, it matches it to a T. Um, and I like that they kept that kind of, it's like, it feels authentic to the original story, but it, with the K, you know, a K drama twist to it. Like as far as just like, you know, the way that they, are shooting it but it definitely has that kind of story um j-drama story and i am loving it i am loving it and i don't know i i just i just think this one is one of the best ones out right now i'm not i know that seems weird because i feel like nobody's really checking for today's webtoon maybe people are i don't know i haven't heard much about it i guess so that's why i'm saying that but it is definitely one of my favorites that i'm watching right now for sure for sure i don't know if that's going to change but right now i'm absolutely in love with it i don't know how i feel about i don't know where if there's really going to be a romance set a setting by the end of the drama i don't know and i kind of like that because the focus is really on like this creation of art and like the story of these artists like i didn't know it's gonna be so focused on the artists themselves like that was gonna be just mostly on the kind of webtoon department and them kind of you know their office interactions and their jobs and things like that but it's also it's really into the artists themselves of these webtoons and it goes really deep into them and i love it i am in love with it i did not expect the cartoonist to get so many you know some the artists to get so much story um and i'm i'm a huge fan of it they even introduced some new writers to it and some new artists to their team and that was so good because the one artist um i think his name is what was his name shin day i think it was shin day young young I don't I don't remember his name but he's the one who has like this very unique um style of drawing and they don't think he's a he's very good artist but they think his story and the way that he you know crafts his story is is great and perfect and it's just again one of those kind of meta um dramas where you can see where you're you're watching characters be writers themselves as you're watching someone else's writing you know i love i like when it goes it gets meta with that kind of thing like with yumi cells so i I just i'm eating it up i'm eating it up so so good so 10 out of 10 would highly recommend today's webtoon um and then right alongside today's webtoon pung punga pung (laughs) the joseph psychiatrist still so good definitely one of my faves 
right next to today's webtoon and Big Mouth. I mean, I almost wanted to put Pung as my absolute fave right now because I don't know what it is about this drama. Each episode, I think it's going to be the episode where I'm like, "Mm, that wasn't that good. And it always surprises me. It always shocks me. I'm like, that was so good. Like I finished an episode. I'm like, that was so good. Um, So I'm just really, really, really enjoying I think, again, it's only 12 episodes and you can see the structure of the story and how they're, how each episode is, you know, set up. It's, it's very digestible. Again, this dealing with some deep stuff, um, definitely dealing with some deep things. And I love that. I, I guess I love the original perspective of like how, a, a, you know, a Jolson psychiatrist came to be, you know, what makes a psychiatrist, you know, and his like what how did a psychiatrist in Jolson come to be like that kind of premise I love it I love it where you're you know he's working on he's so used as a physician used working with people in their physical elements only to find out that some of those physical elements are actually tied to their mental um you know well-being and so once you fix the mental situation you can also fix the physical Uh, situation. And I just am really loving that. So definitely highly recommend Pung. If you want to choose one, I don't even know which one to choose. I would say it depends on if you like, you know, historical or not, because this one is historical. So if you don't like historical, then of course, today's webtoon, definitely go pick that one up really quickly. But if you don't mind, I say give Pung uh, the Jolson Psychiatrist a try. It's just so good. It's so, so good. So good. And performances are top tier and shout out to Min Jae he is also very beautiful to look at so just have to tell just gotta say it I always gotta say it and I I'm not gonna lie I also want to go back and do a rewatch of Dolly and the Cocky Prince I loved that drama last year and I don't know I feel like a lot of things have been reminding me of it recently so I'm like I think I need to go back do a quick rewatch because love Dolly. If you don't watch Dolly and the Cocky Prince, go watch Dolly and the Cocky Prince. It's so good. Okay. Um, and let's see. Okay. That's it. That's all I have for dramas I'm currently watching and, I, and the ones that I want to talk about. So I, I'm going to go to dramas I dropped. Um, and then I'm again, posing the question of, should I return to them? So I don't even know if I need to tell you why I dropped some of these. I think I told you guys why I dropped some of these already. So why her? We know I dropped it before, you know, I was like episode eight, I think I made it and I didn't continue after episode eight. So I did drop that one, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I go back to it? Was it really, really good? Did it, did it pick up? Uh, What do you think? I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, it wasn't, I want to say it was a story to some degree, but it was, you know, her relationship, um, with you know him I I don't know I didn't I did not like it at all at no point and I didn't like his character at all at no point and I didn't see where that was going to change in the story but if it did if it got better if I missed out not finishing why her please let me know because you know me I will go back I will atone of my sins so please let me know another one I dropped right with why her was Eve and I start started them at the same and I dropped them at the same time Eve it was you know soap opera to the 10th degree but just wasn't as interesting to me um so just dropped it. But again, 
if it really was fun at the end there and all the drama was funny and, and cool and, and hilarious because I think a lot of times with soap operas it's just like it's so fun at, at some point like all the mishaps that start happening you know but Eve I uh, I also didn't hear much of it after it ended. So that also made me feel like, you know, maybe I wasn't the only person that dropped it. But if I should go back to Eve, let me know. I will go back. Trust me, I will. Um, Cafe Minam Dang. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, obviously, but um, didn't get through first episode. Don't tell me, don't, don't ask me why. I just didn't get through the first episode is that a testament to the story not being good? No, not at all. I just didn't get through the first episode. And so I forgot about it and then never went back. So if I should go back and pick it back up, let me know. Again, another one that I haven't heard too many people talking about. So it makes me feel like maybe I shouldn't rush to go back to it. But if I missed out, if I really am missing out on that, please let me know because I didn't give it a fair try. And I want to know if I should give it a fair try. So let me know if you watched it or if you're still watching it. Um, and then Adamas. Yes, just recently talked about Adamas. Did not go back after episode two. I just had so many other dramas that I was so in love with, like today's Webtoon and Big Mouth and Punga and, you know, I and Extraordinary Attorney Wu and I was Alchemy. You know, I was watching all these things. I was like, OK, this is worth my time right now. Adamas can wait. And so it ended up on the drop list because of that. But I would gladly pick it back up, I think, if someone lets me know that it gets, you know, better and better and better or something like that. Or am I just like, because that happens with... um. No, that didn't happen. Never mind. I was going to say it happened with Devil's Judge. <laughs> that did not happen. I just started the Devil Judge late. I never started it and then dropped it and then came back to it and it got good. No, I just started it late. Um, but then I caught up and it was my favorite drama of last year. But anyway, if it's good, let me know. If you're still watching it, let me know because I I want to give it, I I will go back. I will do anything for G-Song. So if I need to sit through Adamas for G-Song, I will. Let me know. Let me know. Um, and that's it. Those were just the drama. Those are, that's that category dramas I dropped. And my question of, should I return to any of those? Please let me know. Okay. Um, and then my final category. Yes, we're almost done. We're almost at the end. Um, thank you guys for vibing with me this long. This has been, this has been fun. Cause I, like I said, had been sitting on these dramas and had, hadn't really collected my thoughts on them. And I was like, I need a moment to do so. And so thank you for allowing me this moment to do so. Cause I, I feel really good now. I feel like I've, I've caught up with myself in K-drama land, but, um, yeah, final category dramas. I still really want to watch. So there's only two on this list and it's dramas that I have on my to watch list that I, I just know I want to watch. So the first one is it's beautiful now. So this one is like the family drama, like the 50 type episode kind of one. And I, I feel like it's doing so well with numbers in Korea that I feel like I'm missing out. And I do like a good family drama. Like I can get really into those family dramas. So I'm, I'm really wanting one. And I was like, why not this one? It's newer and it seems like, you know, people like it. So if you're watching this and you are liking it, please let me know because I will rush to start it. If you guys tell me like, yeah, you need to hurry up and watch this. This is so good. You know, that kind of thing. I will jump on it. So let me know. Let me know. Okay. But that's, it's beautiful now. Um, and then the other one, 
Okay. It's if you wish upon me. Now, 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 if you know, and we even talked about it in this episode, I don't do very well with stories and thoughts and things that have to do with illness and sickness and people dying or you're watching them die or it's their final months or final days like that I just don't do well with sorry that is just I don't I try my best to avoid stories like that and I know that the whole premise of if you wish upon me is just that it is literally it's that's just the premise of the whole story that's the setting of it that's what takes place like there's no way around it that's the story and because I know that I have not started the drama and I have been avoiding it because of that um and I have it on my list as something I want to watch because I feel like it's probably really, really well written. And I know it's beautifully acted because you have Jungkook in it and you have Song Do Il in it and you have Soo Young in it. Like, I just know the cast itself speaks for itself. Um, there's a lot of just veteran actors in there. I just feel like it's really well written in this very good story. And I think there's even like a beautiful love story that takes place in it uh, with, you know, our lead, you know, characters. And so I just really want to give it a try. But I also, I've already, I already know, I, I'm just, I'm, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it, but it's on my to watch list out of just me acknowledging that I'm pretty sure it's good. And I don't, and I, if I could, I would kind of thing. And I would join you if I could kind of situation. But I just know I am, I'm not going to be able to do it. I want to do it because I love Chonkwook. You know, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And then Soo Young, I absolutely adore her. But I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Okay, but anyway, I you guys can let me know your thoughts on it. I've already heard some people's thoughts on it, and a lot of people have already told me that they really think it's good, and they've already told me that they've been crying their eyes out, and that it's sad, and it was like, it's only a couple episodes in, and they're already crying their eyes out, you know? I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. So, you know, even if I don't end up watching it, and I have to take it from my to-watch list, Please still let me know your thoughts on it and what it what's it doing and how's it is telling its story. Anything that you're loving about it, do let me know that. Um, because that way I, I can probably feel like I've participated in some way in watching it, even though I'm I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. So please let me know. But yeah, I regret not watching it. That's why you probably haven't seen the first impressions or anything about it because I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. But that's, that's, that's it. That's my last drama on my um, list for dramas I really want to watch and that are on my kind of to watch list right now. Like my immediate to watch list. Like for some reason, I've been immediately trying to watch It's Beautiful Now for like the last couple months um, and it hasn't moved off yet, but I'm gonna work on that. Um, if you tell me, if you guys are watching it, let me know, let me know. Um, and then wish if you wish upon me, because it just started, I was like, do I jump on it? Do I see what it's about? Do I not? And, but I can't. I'm not 
not in the position to start it. I just am not. So gonna have to hold off for now, but definitely let me know what you guys are thinking about it so I can feel regretful that I'm not watching it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so that's it, guys. I think we made it to the end. I think we finally made it to the end. I was able to, like I said, collect all my thoughts on all these dramas that I've been watching, um, that I've been dropping, you know, all those, all these dramas that I'm still watching to kind of just collect myself on them and to see what I feel, what I feel about them. Because at the end of the you know, year, I like to do my, I'm going to do my end of the year awards um, ceremony. So I want to kind of make sure I, I have some checkpoints with myself in the dramas that I'm watching and I don't just let them go by without me thinking of them again. And so this was a chance for me to do that. So I want to thank you all for allowing me that opportunity. And if you stuck around and listened to this whole thing, I want to thank you even more because, hey, it takes a lot to listen to just one person ramble. So again, I want to thank you for that. Because again, these are just rambles and musings about some dramas, you know, just just some dramas. Um, and if you haven't checked it out already, I've started a new little mini project for um, myself, as always, all along. A lot of this is just for me, <laughs> but also for you all if you're interested. But I'm going to be doing a little mini project. I've already started with the first kind of part um, on my blog, which is just Lola Pops Off About Kdramas.com. And it is um, about dramas that I loved. Um, and that I was checking for back in the day, but I feel like no one else loves and no one checked for. And I don't know if it's because the dramas um, were just underrated and people just didn't know about them, or if it's because the dramas actually weren't that good and I'm just being delusional. So those type of dramas, I have a long list of them. Dramas I'm just like, hey, I love this, but did anyone else love this? And so I'm starting that and I put the first part up last week. And if you want to check that out on my blog, you can kind of see um, some of the dramas. I think I did eight, started with eight dramas. I, you know, give you a little synopsis for it. And then I also give you a little clip from an episode um, of the drama. So you can kind of get a feel of what, it, or, you know, what it looks like. And again, it's just me just trying to see, you know, you know, put my feelers out for anyone and those who have watched these dramas and you guys can let me know what you thought about them because they're, you know, they're oldies. Um, and I, and I also want people to, you know, if you've never watched them and you're interested in maybe what the synopsis is about or one of the clips that I put up on the blog, then let me know if you want to watch them because I'm working on another project. I don't know. I'm hoping by the end of the year, I will be able to get it started. Started, but it's going to involve, I'm going to involve some of those oldies um, that maybe not so many people have watched or seen. And so I, I, I got something else in plan for that. So that's why I need your feedback to know which dramas are you guys most interested in, but you've never watched, you know, those kind of dramas um, or dramas you've heard about. And you're like, well, was that good? Why was that good? Um, let me know if you find them on any of my um, posts about the um, underrated dramas let me know if you see it on there because um there's a little project I want to work on so but any anything else I I think I'm I think I'm done I think I'm done rambling I don't have anything else for you I promise I don't have anything else so that is all for this episode thank you thank you thank you so much for listening and whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening I just hope you have a great day so everyone it's been real Lola's off.